Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line. Coming to you after a 4-3 loss to the Miami Marlins, which is being made worse at the moment by the Boston Red Sox, taking a 4-3 lead over the Mets in the 10th. Dave, we'll start with Max Scherzer on the mound tonight. 0-2 and 4 August starts with a 6.86 ERA, 4.60 fit, 300-365, 5.68 line against, 11-10 on the year, 2.79 ERA, 2.68 fit, 2.06, 2.45, 3.47 line against. Facing Miami for the third time this season, 2-0, 3-2-1 ERA in 14 innings pitched in the first two starts, but he's down one nothing early, a Martin Prado single, RBI double by Derek Dietrich, two-run home run by Prado in the third, makes it 3-1 Marlins. Uh, Ozuna takes a 1-0 fastball to center for a leadoff home run on the fourth, 4-1 at that point. After that, he sets 12 straight down before he's done after seven innings, but the damage was done already. The long ball hurts him again. Scherzer suffers his third straight loss. Uh, he looked good after the home runs. Looks like he got kind of fed up with the Marlins and shut him down after that. But giving up the home runs, fastballs up in the zone again, kind of flat, and really just crushed a few of them. And the Marlins jumped out to an early lead that sucked. Yeah, that was all that they needed. I mean, Scherzer was unquantifiably meh today. Uh, you know, the Marlins can hit a little bit. But, I mean, let's not make any mistake. You know, it's not Giancarlo Stanton. It's not Barry Bonds. It's not Mark Teixeira that we're hitting the home runs tonight. This was Martin Prado, who's an on-base and an average guy, and Marcelo Azuna, who's been sent down to the minors twice already this season. So, um, you know, these were mistakes that, that he made, and, and he was punished for them. And, um, you know, Scherzer uh, continues to pay for – um, you know, that, that five-game streak earlier this season where he went um, eight innings plus in, in, in five of six games. And um, really, uh, I really think that, that, that that's worn him down here for the second half of the season because he just continues to go out uh, and turn in, you know, quite frankly, mediocre performances. And it's hard to say that about a guy that, um, you know, that really dominated in the first, um, you know, first three-fifths of the season. But um, just it really has not been – uh, you know what the Nats need him to be. Uh, you know the last the last six or eight starts. It's just uh, it's a shame to watch his season kind of unravel a little bit. Um, you know the loss tonight puts his uh, win loss record at 500. And as we all know, uh, starting pitchers wins really don't mean squat. But um, but it, I mean it, it tells a story as a whole that um, you know that 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 Scherzer, despite how strong he was earlier in the season, um, the overall compendium of work has just been um, average, unfortunately. Yeah, it's really hard to argue with that when you look at the numbers, too. I'm just pulling up his game logs here. He's now won one game total in the second half so far. Let me just check the stats here. Uh, 508 ERA coming into this uh, game in the second half doghouse. 
just not a particularly sharp outing. And like Dave said, he's a 500 pitcher now. He's way too good a pitcher to be that. Some of that, of course, is a run support in the first half when he didn't necessarily get it. But like Dave said, it's kind of a mediocre outing here. Six hits, four runs. He doesn't walk anyone, strikes out eight. Those two home runs really hurt, though. He got eight ground ball outs, retired the last 12 batters, and maybe if nothing else comes out of this, he kind of got himself angry and got himself locked in at the end of the start after he'd given up the four runs. Huh? Yeah, uh, just to, to follow up my completely unsubstantiated theory from uh, from the other night when I was speculating in the total absence of data that the, the, the Nats are regressing the heck out of their HR per nine, uh, I went just now and looked up uh, looked up the stats for Scherzer, and sure enough, first half of the season, uh, his home runs per nine is 0.7. Second half of the season, 1.7, so more than twice as many dingers per inning, in addition to about double or three times the walk rate. So I, I don't know if he's being figured out by the NL or if he's just getting tired out by having that string of, of long, intense outings that uh, Dave was talking about in the first half of the season. And now he's just, he's, he's got the dead arm and, uh, and folks are getting wise to his stuff. Because even in the first part of the season, he, he would get, give us some scares with long fly balls, stuff going to the track. And uh, what did he get hurt on today? Uh, a fly ball off the wall and then two fly balls over the wall. So the, the weakness here is, is the long ball. And we're not seeing seeing enough out of Scherzer now to, to fool hitters into being able to keep those balls in the yard. And, oh, just so so disappointing, you know, uh, uh, a, a representation of the entire rest of the Nats season, whether we're talking about injuries or underperformance or, or what happens to the club as a whole. Uh, struggles with, with, with flashes of greatness in the first half, and now it, it all seems to be falling apart. Although I, I, I must say, even for it all seems to be falling apart, on the season, Scherzer still has a, a, an ERA minus and a fifth minus of around 70, meaning he gives up 30% fewer runs than a league average pitcher. So he's still good. Just uh, you got to keep in mind that's a combination of a very good first half and, uh, and at best, unexceptional second half. On the mound for the Marlins, Dave, Adam Conley, my first look at him, 25-year-old, 2011 second-round pick, 1-1 one and one in eight games, four starts before tonight, 4-8-8 ERA, 4-2-1 FIP, 3.25 walks per nine, a 288, 3.50, 4.62 line against in 27 and third innings pitch in the major so far, got a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, 83-mile-an-hour change, a slider, he works a two-seamer in on occasion, but pretty much a three-pitch pitcher, facing the Nats, who started the night with a 244, 312, 377 line against versus left-handed pitchers so far. Good for ninth, 10th, and ninth across the line in the NL. Desmond took him deep on the first pitch of the second. Oppo home run over the out-of-town scoreboard. Made it 1-1 at that point. After they were up 3-1, uh, 4-1, I'm sorry, Ramos took him deep to the left field in the fifth, 4-2 at that point. Ground rule double by Jason Worth, a single by Anthony Rendon, a really patient, nice at bat by Bryce Harper to walk and load the bases, but the Nationals only got one run out of that situation. Ryan Zimmerman with a sack fly. After that, Ian Desmond chases the slider out of the zone with a new pitcher on the mound. Uh, Espinosa walks to load him back up, but Ramos lines out there, still 4-3 to three at that point. The Nationals had a real chance there to get back in this game and at least tie it up, but bases loaded, no outs in the sixth. They just get the one run out of that in the sack fly, and that big hit that you're waiting for all night just never materializes. 
Yeah, it's it's pathetic. I mean, Conley's just a guy. You know, the guy that he brought under relief is just a guy. Um, these aren't, um, you know, these aren't all-star pitchers that are shutting the Nats down. And I mean, it's kind of typical of the Nats' offense um, tonight as the rest of the season. You know, it's solo home runs, uh, get some guys on bases, and then don't produce um, once the once the bases are loaded. And it's just, um, you know, for for fans watching this team on a nightly basis, game in and game out, to see them continue to um, uh, to perpetuate the same M.O. Uh, for losing games, it's really tough to take. Um, I personally, um, you know, I personally uh, subscribe to the theory that, um, you know, you put runners on base and, and hit home runs. I mean, that, that's how you win ball games. Earl Weaver had it right 45 years ago when he said pitching defense and three-run home runs when you baseball games, I, I subscribe to those theories. Um, so, you know, the Nats uh, only only have one of the three. They have, they have pitching, um, and even even now uh, the pitching is faltering, but they, they play porous defense for the most part, um, and they hit solo home runs. <laughs> uh, it, it, this, net, this team has a, a, an uncanny knack uh, for hitting solo home runs and then, and then coming up lame when, when they're base, when they're runners on base. And hitting the solo home runs and somehow avoiding the big innings. You don't have to hit a home run with the bases loaded, no outs, but a double clears the bases, anything. You just get the sack fly there, and then Desmond chasing out of the zone there, getting the slider outside and going after it. It's just sort of frustrating. So, like, as uh, Desmond came into the game, though, 295, 355, 535, five doubles, a triple, eight home runs in 30, uh, 35 games since July 20th. He's turned his season around completely after the horrible first half and say what you want about him. He just was not producing in the first half. That home run tonight uh, tied it up at one at that point before Scherzer gave up the dinger to Prado that put the Marlins ahead. But are you impressed with the Indesman's ability to bounce back here or frustrated that he had the bad first half that he did and has suddenly figured things out and is producing now and it's almost too late for the Nationals? Well, I, I don't know say if I, I'm going to say that I'm impressed by his bank, uh, uh, bounce back. Re- relieved, maybe. Um, uh, annoyed that it's taken him this long to figure it out. Uh, Desmond is being the player Desmond has been for the last three years, finally now, after spending the first half of the season being the player he was, what, in 2010. Uh, and it's... It's it's aggravating, you know. There's contract year, man. You should have been paying attention to this and playing like this the whole the whole season. Uh, he's he, you know he's he's given us the mighty swings and the huge contract contact, uh, but still chasing stuff and not walking. Um, uh, just just as an aside, Mrs. Doghouse was looking at pictures on her, her phone on the Nats page today or on the Nats Facebook page and. You wouldn't know it. Ian Desmond, he's got some big guns. He's a beefy-armed young man. Uh, and if he could just make contact with that baseball, we'd be in business. If they just throw him those fastballs, he'd be great. Dave, uh, moving on, Trey Turner gets his first start of the year. It took a couple of injuries to get him in there, but they put him in at second base. Showed off the range, still hitless in the majors, but a few nice plays uh, catching foul territory. He made a really nice uh, rangy play and spinning throw to get an out earlier in the game. 
some nice defense from Trey Turner, if nothing else tonight. Still not coming through with the bat, and you know, whatever, six, seven at bats at this point. But showing off a little bit of the gloves tonight, and a good look for a whole game, a really good chance for everyone in that town to get a good look at Trey Turner tonight. Yeah, if, if I may, before I, I talk about Trey Turner, though, I want to point out, um, you know, in the inning where the Nets left the bases loaded, there's a big contrast in styles here. Um, Bryce Harper did not expand his strike zone, uh, took a 3-1 pitch on the outside corner and took his base. Um, two batters later, Desmond does expand his strike zone and swings at a ball that's eight inches off the plate. So, um, you know, that's that's one of the key problems. Uh, with Desmond, his entire career is that that he expands the strike zone. Um, he's a guess, he's a guess hitter, um, and, and often guesses wrong, and especially if it's if it's a breaking ball off the plate. But um, but yeah, good to see Trey Turner finally get a start. It's probably only going to be one of four uh, or five tops that he gets down the stretch, and it's only um, it's only uh, brought on by the fact that, that you know Escobar couldn't play tonight and. Um, you know, it's amazing. It's probably a good thing this game didn't go into extra innings because we probably would have seen, you know, Doug Fister at first base or, or Jordan Zimmerman out in left field since the Nets only had, uh, you know, one and a half bench players and, and the extra catcher. So um, it's a good thing that they didn't tie it up there and force extras because we just would have gotten some some uh, comedic relief in extra innings to have to have put, uh, pitchers playing in the field. It's not like the Nets could a bat or anything instead of, you know, instead of, you know, what's left of Doug Fister in the bullpen pitching every eight or ten days or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, the Nats fans are going to have to take their encouraging signs uh, in bits and pieces here for the next five weeks, I'm afraid, with um, with, with the uh, the deficit reaching seven games here now. It's going to take an epic collapse by the Mets for the Nets to even, um, you know, get within hailing distance again. I mean, if, if the Nats play – if the Nats are, are, are farther than six games behind when they, when they face the Mets, um, you know, later on in the month, you know, you can pretty much just write things off. But Trey Turner, you know, whenever he plays, it's going to be something to watch for. Um, you know, hopefully Michael Taylor can get back on the field. I mean, these are the things, you know, unfortunately at this point in the season that, that Nats fans are going to have to hang their hats on because uh, continuing to watch um, some of these veterans that were supposed to carry this team continue to falter um, is just – too depressing to keep doing. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough to take to, to watch a team that was supposed to be have so much promise and so much potential uh, just to fall flat on its face and be this far out before we even get to Labor Day. I got some more bad news on the injury front today. Uh, Denard's fan surgery on his left hip, kind of culmination of all the problems he's dealt with with the uh, core muscle surgery before that, the sports hernia surgery, then the back issues. Now he's going for the hip surgery. They think it's all tied together. I think this will help clear it up, but he may very well have played his last game in the in Nationals uniform unless he takes a qualifying offer and tries to go back out on the free agent uh, market one year later with a little bit of better season behind him. But uh, just disappointing season all around for Denard's fan and a tough way for it to end for him after he battled his way back to end up having to undergo his third surgical procedure of the year. Yeah, uh, I, I think they're they're saying that his range will only be slightly reduced on his remaining leg. But, uh, yeah, I, I, his fan was such a, a great story, uh, the, the way that uh, he came to D.C. and really blossomed as a hitter and just showed us outstanding defense out there night after night. 
wonderful plays that, that really just it, it, it got to spoil us after a while. I, I'd watch, you know, a, another team center fielder playing and think, why can't he get to that? Oh, yeah, he's not spanned. Or why did that play look so hard for that guy? Oh, yeah, he's not spanned. How did he catch that without seeming to make it look difficult in spite of having to run all the way, you know, across the field from left to right, you know, because it's spanned? Um, it, it, it's it's tough to have such a talented, physically gifted player uh, basically run up by back trouble that has, has, has compounded into a bunch of things, core injuries. I, I, do we need to, like, get a Pilates instructor or, like, yoga or something for the Nats? Uh, I, I don't know what to do here, but uh, I, I was looking forward at the beginning of the season to watching a full season of Span and his uh, heroic exploits with the bat and on the field. And now when it finally seems like we're going to see him at the end of the season, no. Uh, setback and and we're, we're not going to see him play as a Nat again, probably. Uh, it's... It, it, it's another disappointment in a disappointing season. Dave, I was just—I knew it was going to be Matt Dendecker, obviously called up there because there was just really no other options. But just for the fun of it, I scanned the top prospect list, and uh, you got Victor Robles is the top-rated outfielder in the organization at number seven. He's in the low minors. You got Rafael Batista, Rhett Wiseman, a draft pick from this year. Um, just going off of a. Uh, MLB.com prospect list. Juan Soto signed out of uh, the Dominican this year. Brian Goodwin dropped down to 24th, was previously probably the top outfield prospect after Taylor, and just not a whole lot in the system. So not surprising Den Decker called up, but that's unable to bring up an impact bat when they do lose fan and really you know are settling for a fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder bench bat kind of guy to replace Bernard Span now that he's done for the season. Yeah, you know, it's almost as if, uh, you know, somebody would have would have been calling at the trading deadline to, to pick up a um, an outfielder slash first baseman type of player that could fill in in case of injury going down the stretch because, um, you know, not that the Nats have injury-prone players at left field, center field, first base, second base, third base, or even catcher. So why plan ahead having major league replacements ready for any one of these guys um, no, we'll just we'll just call up Matt Dendecker, a guy that's bounced back and forth between uh, between the majors and and Triple A the last three or four years with a with a second division Mets team, um, and now this year um, hasn't even hit in the minor leagues this year. So he's obviously um, you know he's one of those four A guys that that you know that, that can succeed in the minor leagues but isn't going to have success at the big leagues. Um, the Nets have. Uh, obviously have some very good prospects. None of them play outfield right now, or at least are anywhere near the major league level. Victor Robles is probably their best outfield prospect, like you mentioned, and he's, you know, he's three years easy from being a major league player. So, um, unfortunately, Brian Goodwin now looks like he's going to be a bust, had some injury problems himself. But, um, you know, it's, it's just it's just tough to see Span um, done for the year, done with the Nats most likely. Um, the Nats were definitely a different team with him at the top of the order when he was healthy. Um, unfortunately, this compendium of injuries between the two abdominal surgeries, um, the back problems, the hip problems, I mean, these are all old man problems. And he talked about earlier this season when he was hitting a couple of home runs that he was finding old man strength. Well, uh, guys that depend on their speed and defense don't do very well when they start getting hurt. And, um, you know, it, it's a shame that, 
um, that if you look at, at historically when players of his of his um, stature and talent level, or I shouldn't say talent level, skill level, get injured, they go downhill really quickly. So hopefully Span can make a full recovery and be a contributing member to another major league team. But um, just the nature of inju- injuries all on top of one another, um, all in, in such uh, such a short time frame. I mean, we're talking three major surgeries inside of nine months. Uh, doesn't bode well for not only for you know the naturally signing, but for the rest of his major league career. The good news of the day, Michael Taylor, no serious damage so far that they've determined that he should be back in a few days from what they're saying now. I want to see him back on the field and running out there in the outfield before I'm going to be completely comfortable. But he said it probably looked worse on video than it actually was, so that's a good sign. The bad news, the Nationals drop a 4-3 decision to the Marlins on a night when the Mets are about to lose for the first time in seven games, down 6-3 to the Red Sox in the 10th, but... I guess don't count the Mets out yet, considering what's gone on recently. With the Nationals miss an opportunity to pick up a game, drop the series open to the Marlins. Two more of us this weekend with the Marlins. We'll talk to you guys after those games. Nash Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Have a good night, gentlemen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.